This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Loose lips sink ships. And sometimes corporations. Got something to say? Call Richard Serrett now at 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. And welcome back. Bob Conley stays with us again. He will be at the Total Health Show, which is happening uh, April 12th to the 14th at the Metro Toronto Convention Center. And Bob will be screening his documentary film, Tesla Medicine Healing Fields, 10 years in the making, this uh, documentary. That'll be screened on Saturday, April the 13th at around 6.30 p.m. Let's go to the phones, and we welcome Gary from Brantford, Ontario, my hometown. Gary, welcome aboard. Uh, hello, Richard. Hi there. Uh, I'm Cyclosoma nigger fascinator. Ah, my old high school, or my old grade eight teacher. <laughs> How are there? you, my friend? Um, I Just wanted ha- to ask your guest, uh, Richard. Um, the proximity to uh, corridor um, uh, power lines, is that a problem? And if Tesla had uh, been able to uh, transmit through the atmosphere uh, electricity, would that have also been problematic? I'll, I'll hang up and I'll, I'll listen to you guys. Gary, thank you. Great hearing from you. Yes, nice hearing from you, too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's my old grade A teacher at Woodman Drive, probably my all-time favorite teacher. Uh, all right. Great question. So uh, he was he was theorizing that he or was working on this plan to transmit electricity through the air. He was funded, I believe, by uh, J.P. Morgan, and he had this great big tower at Wardenclyffe in, in Long Island, New York. And... Uh, well, that kind of got shut down, probably because J.P. Morgan figured, well, if we can transmit electricity through the air, how are people going to pay for it? Anyway, would that have caused some serious um, illness, ill effects? Okay, uh, so it, it all depends on the frequency that he's broadcasting on. So Tesla ran into a little bit of a problem because he figured out the resonating frequency of the earth was 10 hertz. He discovered this, not Schumann. Um, And this is when he was trying to broadcast electricity and he was going to use the ground as the return conductor. So you send the electricity out over the air and then it, it gets used as a light bulb and then it returns through the ground at 10 cycles per second. Unfortunately, that causes Edison's light bulbs to flicker on and off, which you can see. So what they did is they raised the frequency of our power distribution system to a point where you couldn't see the flicker anymore, and that's 60 hertz. So if you slow a light bulb down in frequency, you'll see it flickering at 50. That's why when you go over to Europe, 
which is on 50, sometimes you see the TV sets and the lights flickering. So they moved it up to 60, so you just can't see uh, the lights flickering. Now, now you're, you've added a, a frequency, an unnatural frequency, you know, to the earth. Um, you're sort of stuck because, you know, you, you don't want flickering lights. So now you've got the power lines that he was, you know, suggesting. So now we've got the 60 hertz power lines that are, you know, running through the corridors. Now, right. Yeah. Now, they found out the World Health Organization declared 60 hertz um, power line frequencies to be a possible cause of cancer, a class 2B carcinogen, because of studies they had done on children that got childhood leukemia. So that was back in 2002 when they figured that out. So it's, it's possible. It's not for sure. It's not probable. It's a, it's a possible thing because they noticed that the kids that were getting childhood leukemia when they went around and did an epidemiological study, they found that they usually either their houses backed onto the power lines or their, their house was wired incorrectly with that knob and tube wiring, which makes huge magnetic fields. So, um, so I would say, um, if you, you know, if you live on one of these power lines that's very, very close to you, and um, you're, you're sleeping in this high magnetic field, um, that potentially might cause some problems. So you hire somebody, they're called a building biologist, to come to your home and check you know, how much, you know, magnetic fields these things are, are emitting. Now, if you're away from these things for probably about um, 200 meters, you, you really got nothing to worry about. But if you're, if you're backyard and you, you know, walk out, uh, you know, the fence in your backyard and there's, you know, the power lines are right there, that's suspect. So you might want to get that charged. And, and not everybody gets childhood leukemia or leukemia that lives on these power lines, it's a genetic problem, much like autism. And they've found the gene that uh, people will have that will cause them to be susceptible to these power line frequencies. What I find curious, though, is that the transmission of electricity Maybe I'm mistaken, but my perception is it really hasn't changed in over 100 years. And you look at every other sort of field of endeavor in, of human activity uh, and, you know, Moore's Law and all that, how everything is advancing uh, by leaps and bounds. But electricity, we're still generating it and transmitting it basically the same way for the last 100 years. Why is that? Uh, so, it, 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 when back in that war of currents was going on, you had uh, Thomas Edison wanted DC electricity. But the problem with that, you can't send it very far. So every block in the city of Toronto would have to have a little DC generator to be able to service that area. AC electricity, because the, the current is alternating, you can send it for 100 miles because you're not it's not going in a loop. You're just, it's just wiggling the light bulb back and forth 60 times per second to heat it up. There's not a lot of pressure needed to do that. Now, if you can run DC electricity in your home, 
that's the ideal way, you know, yes. to actually power your home. And I'm actually working as a consultant now for a uh, a, a woman. She was an Olympic uh, swimmer, and she became allergic to chlorine. Um, and her husband got a kid, and they moved to Florida, and they want to build this house. So there's, you know, it's perfect to live in. And, and actually... If you put two solar panels on your on your roof, they're in the states. You might need a little bit more here. If you put, I would say, probably four solar panels on your roof, and about four marine batteries in your basement, and you charge up these batteries by the way of your solar panels, and then in the evening, when you want to use your power, just like you have camper trailers and just have boats that you 12 volts. You, you, there's like cigarette adapters in your trailer and, you know, in the boats. They're all DC right. low voltage. Use that in your house. Like start using DC electricity within your house uh, and run off of your batteries. And that's what Elon Musk wants to do with, you know, his Tesla Solar City. That's the right way to do it. Everybody should be generating their own power. I agree. Uh, it's, it, we need to decentralize. And once we do that, and every every house has its own power plant. Every factory, you could scale it up or down. Every factory has its own power plant. You don't need these long transmission because it's really inefficient, isn't it? I mean, how much do you lose? How much power do you lose? Energy do you lose? Uh, which just kind of leaks off of these transmission lines. It must be, what, 30, 40 percent? Yeah, there's huge amounts of, of electricity. That's the reason why the wires are placed so high in those power lines is because if they're if they're close to the ground, the, the wires will just, you know, jump 20 feet. The electric field will jump 20 feet and run back to Niagara Falls where it came from because they don't want to <laughs> do yeah, They don't want to do this job and they don't want to be sent hundreds of miles. So, yeah, it's oh. DC, no frequencies, totally safe. Light bulbs don't flicker. You can actually run all the Internet, all the stuff in your home. The Wi-Fi modems you can run on 12 volts. Uh, your computer, portable computers run on 12 volts, you know, so you can you can have a nice, you know, you can't run your fridge and everything else that way, but that you can put all the alternating current over to your fridge and your freezer, but you can run the rest of your house on DC and, uh, and, and it's really safe. It's like you're camping up north in that log cabin. There you go. Uh, Melanie is checking in from Toronto. Hello, Melanie. Welcome to The Conspiracy Show. Hi, great show Hi there. as usual, phenomenal. Um, well, I, that's coincidental. I was just reading actually a medical book, and it said there that they did surgery. A neurosurgeon, I believe, did some surgery, opened up the, the, the skull and the brain of, of a Parkinsonian patient. And he told that patient that you're going to be receiving um, some cells, uh, human cells or whatever kind of cells, and that you would feel better after that. Well, sure enough, after that, the man's symptoms totally subsided and he felt much better. So a lot of medicine now is looking to uh, the power, not just the power of suggestion, but the uh, placebo effect. And that harkens back right to the Bible that Christ said, if you had faith as strong, as small as a mustard seed, you could move mountains. So a lot of uh, the things that uh, that we see now, I believe that 
they're, they're a placebo effect. A lot of the medicine, they do not know how it works, how anything really works. But my second quick comment is I believe a lot of these ailments that we're getting could be uh, from some of the um, effects that we're getting from the sun and from the gases that are permeating from in the ground that we're not even aware of. For example, like radon gas, and it could be stronger in one area and not stronger in another. Even house to house, this is why some of these children are maybe picking that up and and being influenced and, and becoming quite sick or generational. They found children whose parents, grandparents were in camps after the war who were starved and hungry, that their genes were totally, um, uh, totally re- rearranged and some of them were actually damaged. But the children okay. of the grandparents... Melanie, i gotta, I got to jump in here because we're going to take a time out. Yeah. Hang sure. on there. We'll get uh, Bob on the other side to talk about thank radon you. gas and other things. Yeah, the Conspiracy Show, back with more in a moment. My name is Richard Serrett. Don't be afraid of the dark. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. To talk to Richard, call 416-360-0740 or toll free 1-866-740-4740. Hey, welcome back. Coming to you live from my little studio beneath the stairs here in historic old Thornhill, just north of Toronto. And uh, I also want to remind you, if you haven't already, checked out check out my uh, podcast, Conspiracy Unlimited. New episodes drop every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And you can listen and subscribe at conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com. Conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com. Bob Conley stays with us. And he will be a speaker at the Total Health Show happening at the Metro Toronto Convention Center, April 12th to the 14th. And uh, you can go to TotalHealthShow.com for a list of uh, some of the amazing speakers uh, they have. And uh, Bob will be screening his documentary film, Tesla Medicine, Healing Fields, on Saturday, April the 13th at around 6.30 p.m. Uh, Now, uh, Melanie had a question or two questions actually or comments before the break she's no longer on the line but she's listening perhaps she wanted to know about uh, the placebo effect and also uh, radon gas i don't know if you can address either of those bob but if so go ahead okay so um for tesla and the magnetic fields as a placebo effect one of the very first things in Canada that they were using magnetic fields when it was reintroduced into the country about 30 years ago um, was for animals, racehorses. Um, They found that if the racehorse broke its leg, um, instead of shooting it, you just, you know, put a Tesla coil around it and pulse it for a couple of weeks and it would mend the, the bone. That's probably the best thing that magnetic fields do is fix bones. So, uh, a horse, I don't think, has like a placebo effect in the horse. No, they have no expectation of whether something's going to work or not. Right, yeah. So, a magnetic field works. There's no placebo. Now, once you immerse yourself into this magnetic field, um, I'm really not exactly sure, you you know, if there's 
sort of, you know, spiritual, you know, healing that, you know, also comes in with that thing. I tend to think, and you know, there is, uh, you know, this quantum world, you know, through electromagnetism, which m- nobody today can really explain what, you know, electricity is, um, how it works. So now for the that's radar, true. Isn't that fascinating? Well, <laughs> we know, still don't quite understand what electricity is. I'm a big fan of Edgar Casey, um, and actually, there's a little bit of that him in my movie because he was a big promoter of the violet ray, which is basically Tesla's invention of the high frequency apparatus miniaturized into a handheld thing. It was very popular, and Edgar Casey talks about it in like 800 readings. Um, so, I, I'm, I, there's a very spiritual, you know, part of that whole thing. But moving over to the radon gas, um, we're talking about stuff that comes out of granite. Um, now, we have a, a great Canadian shield, you know, north and up in Muskoka, where it's all granite up there. People are worried mm-hmm. about bringing in a granite countertop to their, you know, home because of the radiation that comes to anybody that lives anywhere up there is getting huge amounts of now, radon gas. So... They, our government says it's, you know, if it's in your basement, it's hanging out there and it's not being, you know, ventilated properly and you have that type of a basement. Um, I'm not sure if it's a, a problem or not. Uh, however, I spend a lot of time and up in the, you know, up at Kilbert Park and in my movie because that is an ideal place to measure the Schumann resonance in which I've done several times. Um, to see the energy that comes out of that granite. And I find it to be, you know, really an amazing place to heal. And because it's the parks are packed in the summertime and everybody's saying they never felt better in their life, um, there's radon gas coming out of that stuff. So, you know, not maybe because it can actually ventilate right out into the atmosphere where it's different in your house that it's sort of hanging out in the basement. So I'm not really sure if I could uh, be an authority on the dangers of that. All right. I wanted to ask you about someone who took what Tesla was working on and kind of evolved it. And and I don't know if you get into uh, George Lakofsky and his multiple wave oscillating device. Do, do you talk about that in your film? Oh, okay, so my film, initially when I made this, I wanted it to be seen by doctors. So I really didn't want to address any subjects um, that a doctor couldn't go to PubMed and look it up and see a white paper on it, uh, because that's the world of you know the professional medicine. Right. Show me the study. Yeah. So on purpose, I didn't do a lot of research. Now I know about you know this uh, multi-wave oscillator that he uses for you know, treatments of cancer and things like that. Um, I know some people in clinics, you know, in Toronto that actually uh, use the devices. Um, they say it works well. Uh, however, um, it's hard to really, you know, you know, speak. Uh, so you've actually tested it. You've done your double-blind studies. You've, 
uh, right. to find out how it actually works, but I don't doubt that they do work myself. All right, we'll take another quick time out, come back, and finish up with Bob Conley, Tesla Medicine, right here on The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. When you look at the sky, ever wonder if someone's looking back? This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. To speak with Richard live, call 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. And we are back for a few moments yet with Bob Connolly, a journalist, documentary filmmaker, and his uh, new film, 10 Years in the Making, is Tesla Medicine, Healing Fields. I wanted to ask you, I think we sort of touched on it, but get back, getting back to uh, uh, healing sounds. And um, one of the, the frequencies we often hear about that supposedly has uh, some rather miraculous uh, attributes is 432 hertz. Uh, and I'm not sure if it was Tesla or or who said it. You know, understanding the power of of four, three, and two, or something like that. What what can you tell me about Tesla's work with with sound? Okay, well, you know, it, with Tesla's dog three six nine, those three numbers that was his little thing. But three six nine, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, four thirty two. Um, so. If you go back into the, you know, the birth of um, music, where you've got the harp, and you're playing the harp to David, and, you know, King David, and David was cured of depression when he listened to the harp. So it was harp. That was probably the very first healing thing that we learned about, like, from the Bible. So music, you know, has healing. So they took the harp, and they laid it down on the side, and they sort of made a machine in the key of C, a harp, playing chords, so it's the very first piano. So they and they had to choose an A note, what frequency is that going to be, and they chose on 432. And the and at that time, there was a lot of psychic and spiritual, you know, people that were you know singing choirs and toning, you know, sacred tones, and you know, so they built this keyboard that we use as music. And then what happened is that Goebbels, which is Hitler's uh, super pro- propaganda minister, said, well, I think we should change it to 440. And since he took over Austria, which is sort of the land of music for Mozart, um, he really pushed that. And the France pushed back, and then, you know, America won the war, and so... They decided to, you know, ad- adopt to 440, and so they had to, you know, change the concert pitch of everything. Um, and, you know, myself, I'm a musician, I'm writing music for the film. Um, definitely music has uh, a- an important healing effect, and um, there's certain frequencies that have a specific uh, effect on your body, and I really personally feel myself that 432 is, you know, closer to the original uh, psychic, uh, psychoacoustics that, uh, you know, were the first invented the, you know, our, our music. Right. Escape. But to, to the to the uninitiated or to the, uh, the novice or the, the naked ear, perhaps, would you be able to tell the difference between a 432 tuning and a 440 tuning? Can you tell? 
Uh, no. I don't think anybody could, unless they have perfect pitch. Right? Because they, it's, it's like 440 and 32, like it's, it's, the, the scents are, are so um, mild. It's, it's different. But uh, no, it's, how would I describe this in another way? The difference between analog and digital. Like, I can tell the difference. Most people can't. Anybody that works in a recording studio, any musician, when they walk in and they hear, like, live music or uh, a violin or something like that, and they hear it on a compact disc and they hear it standing in front of them, they usually can tell the difference between analog and digital. And that's, that's because of the shape of the waveform, where it has all these, you know, minute artifacts in it. And then everybody usually says that... Analog music feels warmer, so it it does affect the cells. So when music comes into your body, when it's absorbed into your cells of your body, the cells vibrate. It's energy, just like photon and electron sound has an energy, and it does have a healing effect. And um, the the notes that are chosen. Um, like you play something in an, in a major scale, you're happy. Something in a minor scale, you're sad. And those are the harmonics. So it, there is a psychological, you know, a point around this. And when the sound goes into your body, your ear's not hearing it, but the cells of your body are feeling it. And I think it's the resonance of the absorption of the fields into your body, which is where this whole 432 healing effect is coming in. So you believe that the Nazis deliberately tried to um, to get us away from the 432 because yeah. it, yeah, it yeah. was raising our vi- you know our vibration and so forth. They wanted to what dumb us down or well, um, you know, like um, like I'm not sure exactly the reasoning behind this, and I just follow all the conspiracy theories and, and things like that. However, um, there's a lot of these inventions, this magnetic field therapy that they, you know, they banned a long time ago and ultraviolet light therapy that they banned a long time ago. It was never banned by really rich people. <laughs> it was just the commoners didn't have that. And I'm, I'm kind of suspecting that you know, there's a, an audio spectrum in there too, right? Hmm. Well... Uh, as you've been highlighting over the last two hours, it seems like uh, Tesla is finally getting his due and national governments, including right here in Canada, are starting to embrace this technology. It seems like we are on the cusp of a new era. Yeah, yes. The, uh, you know, the, I've, I was like, Personally, myself, I never thought that I would live to see the day where the government of Canada was actually selling, you know, cannabis and as a as a, a drug and as a medicine, and actually making money from it. I never thought I would see that. So, that's I think that's pretty special for a government to be that forward thinking, saying, "Well, look, if we there's no way we're going to get rid of it," and it, obviously it works. The United States government has a patent on. Um, you know, growing, you know, THC as a drug, so we know it works. Um, and now they've taken exactly the same thought process towards magnetic fields. They said, well, we know it works. It worked a long time ago. It, it, you know, it, it works on animals. It's 
you know, it's big over in, in Switzerland. So it's time for, you know, the people of Canada to be able to use it. Just don't send the bill to the government. That's where mm-hmm. we are right now. Well, uh, Bob, congratulations. After 10 years of uh, hard work, your documentary film, Tesla Medicine, Healing Fields, finally available. And again, that will be screened on Saturday, April the 13th at the Total Health Show, Metro Toronto Convention Center. And uh, people can go to the totalhealthshow.com for more information. And uh, thanks so much for hanging out for the last two hours. Thank you. Like, uh, I must say that uh, you're the, is the first one that, you know, got, uh, you know, this interview for my film. So I, I feel very, you know, privileged to have been on the show. Thank you again, Bob. All the best. Uh, all right, my thanks to Owen Wolf, Ryan, and Elbert, and I'll be back next week. Magda Havis will be here to talk about the dangers of 5G, which is coming at us like a freight train. Uh, in the meantime, don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What you hear in the dark, speak in the light. What I say in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home. Good night. Providing the evidence and letting you draw your own conclusions. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett on Zoomer Radio. And we are back with Bob Connolly, and he will stay with us into the next hour, and uh, at which time we'll open up the phone lines and uh, we'll take your questions and comments as we continue to discuss Tesla's Medicine, Healing Fields. That's the name of his documentary, 10 Years in the Making. It will screen at the Total Health Show happening April 12th to the 14th at the Metro Toronto Convention Center. TotalHealthShow.com for more information. Uh, So getting back to the making of this film, what else, what what did you discover during your 10 years uh, that, let's say, really blew your mind? Mm, the, the wide range of um, diseases magnetic fields would treat. So, for me, um, it was... It, alleviated a lot of my neurological you know, problems, anxiety and depression, and brought back all of my energy. And I'm 65 now, and I feel like I'm an 18-year-old kid again. Uh, so it, it really it doesn't really do one thing. Once you put some energy into a cell, so it starts working again, um, there's really almost nothing that I see and it can't accomplish. So I'll, I'll just give you some highlights that I thought was uh, sort of cool. So I went to the Czech Republic and uh, it's, they were under, you know, former, you know, Soviet communist rule and their healthcare system is quite different than, uh, than it is in the United States or even here in Canada. It's a little bit more similar right now. Um, and they have a hospital there, and it's totally targeted to people that are paraplegic. They, you know, have a problem with the war, or they get in a car accident. So they come in crippled, 
and uh, I spent a week there. And they use uh, a special brand of magnetic field therapy and, and lasers that are pulsed. So, um, and they seem to be able to regrow, you know, the bone extremely quickly and neurons, like nerve cells. So, um, and I, you know, uh, interviewed several patients that had come in there and they were part of the war and, um, you know, they've been in a, uh, a car, you know, or, a, uh, one of the Humvees and it gets blown up with a bomb and they can't walk anymore. And then they go into the hospital and they stay there for about four months and they come out walking and it's like quite a miracle. Um, so there, it's the a magnetic field at the correct frequency. This is sort of where it gets complicated. Um, my thing was just 10 hertz, you know, the Earth's magnetic field sort of flush out the microwaves and everything's good. But it's really turning into a science now where they've actually figured out different frequencies do different things. And, and the shape of the waveform will do something different. And then you add in a little bit of the height of the waveform, the amplitude of how intense it is. Those three things together, some real magic starts to happen, like... You know what I just uh, shared with you there, um, and um, I watched a um, uh, most exciting is with cancer with cancer therapy, and you know, I can you know Magda Havis is a good friend of mine. She's in the film, and uh, she went through sort of a, a bout of uh, some some bad cancer, like a, and she used magnetic fields and chemotherapy, so. You know, I was never really a big, uh, you know, promoter of, you know, people taking, you know, chemotherapy and doing radiation um, until I went into these hospitals in Italy and Germany that are using magnetic fields. And uh, so the, what the process is there that they do is that when a magnetic field goes through a cell, like we described, at at a specific frequency at a specific intensity. So it's not too loud, not, not too quiet, like a champagne glass, for example. If the singer finds the resonating frequency of the champagne glass, bing, it, the, the wall of the glass, actually under high-speed camera, you'll actually see it you'll start turning into like jello, and you can actually put a needle through the glass because you found the resonating frequency of the of the glass and every cell in the body is like that so if you find that specific sweet point the chemotherapy goes right into the cell and it kills the the cancer and so you use one third of the chemotherapy and you don't suffer the side effects so it's very popular to use uh, magnetic fields with 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 chemotherapy over there in that way because it makes it more effective. So Fascinating. Now this, yes, yes. Uh, I was just going to say... Uh, like I r- really have to, yeah. you know, when, when I first, you know, I have to amend the Canadian government for something at this point. Like I've been down on them for, you know, a lot of things, but I sort of understand sort of what they're going through right now with their healthcare system that's collapsing. And, you know, I, when I first went over to Europe, to study the stuff that they were doing in these magical clinics in Switzerland where 
the rich and famous go over and they have the most dreadful cancers and they come back cured, much like Steve Jobs did a couple of times, which I was there at, around that time going through this. Um, the thing that I most appreciate is that the Canadian healthcare system has now adopted that Swiss healthcare system. So these machines that were at one time, when I first went over and were looking at these things, they've now been approved by Health Canada to, to use them here. And one reason why my film has taken me so long to get the thing done, because I'd find a machine that I thought was good, and I'd come over here and I'd play it to an audience in uh, you know, my work in progress, and somebody in the audience says, I want to bring it to Canada, and I want to get the rights. So will you help me get Health Canada approvals of it? And that usually takes about a year and a half. And I did, because I understand, you know, what it takes to get this stuff done. So throughout the making of this film, I helped, you know, about seven manufacturers get their devices licensed here. So when they see the film and they want to use the stuff, you know, the Canadian government says, okay, it's all good to go. And, you know, here you go, start using them. So I have to commend Right, because it would be nothing worse if once seeing your film people get all excited and say, okay, where do I go? And you say, well, sorry, you got to go to Switzerland or Czechos or the Czech Republic. Yeah, yeah. And that's been my whole story. And everybody that I've interviewed in the film, you know, there's been quite a few famous, you know, scientists and, and you know, po very, very popular, you know, doctors. And they always keep saying, when's the film coming out? And I go, well, you know, I just you know, got at this device licensed by Health Canada. He goes, really? Oh, wow, that's a miracle. I go, that's really good. So I'm sort of, I've got that all over with. There's All the machines are now licensed here. And I've, uh, you know, I've moved from magnetic fields. And Tesla also invented a whole pile of ultraviolet light stuff that's now all becoming approved. Too. So he, he just wasn't magnetic fields. He was vibration let me talk about vibrations just for a second well you'll tell us about it on the other bob will uh will pick up on the other side and you'll tell us about ultraviolet light and how we worked with sound and other things tesla medicine healing fields we'll be back with bob Conley and your phone calls on the other side live from toronto canada earth the conspiracy show with richard sarratt on zoomer radio long-haul truck, RV, camper, taxi, your parents' basement, your loft, that greasy spoon just off the interstate in your cabin in the woods. And hello to all of you listening in on our flagship station, AM 740 and 96.7 FM Zoomer Radio here in Toronto. Hi to each of you checking us out on one of our affiliate stations across North America. Those of you streaming the audio on the Zoomer Radio app, or the Conspiracy Show app, or off the website, zoomerradio.ca. Those of you watching the live stream on our YouTube channel, Strange Planet, hey, please hit that red sub button. Sub button. Uh, we've passed the 16,000 subscriber mark, and let's keep that going. And last but not least, hello to each and every one of you in our live stream chat room. However... And wherever you're listening, I bid thee the warmest of welcomes, and I thank you for your fine company. Uh, journalist and documentary filmmaker Bob Conley is here, and we've been discussing Tesla medicine, uh, the contributions to the biomedical field of the great Serbian-American inventor Nikola Tesla. And as I say, we will take calls this hour. The phone lines are available for questions and comments, 416 
416-360-0740. Again, 416-360-0740. That's in the greater Toronto area and toll free from just about anywhere, 1-866-740-4740, 1-866-740-4740. And once again, a reminder that Bob Conley will be a speaker at the Total Health Show, which is happening April 12th to the 14th at the Metro Toronto Convention Center. And that's North America's premier natural health show which brings cutting-edge knowledge to Canadians from the leading innovators in the natural health field for 42 years. TotalHealthShow.com and Bob's film, Tesla Medicine, uh, will be screened on Saturday, April the 13th, around 6.30 p.m. Uh, All right, so uh, let's see, Bob, before the break, you wanted to talk about, it's not just uh, electromagnetic therapy or electro... um, high voltage electricity and so forth. He also worked with light, ultraviolet light. Tell me about that. Okay, yeah, the, hmm, well, he, he was a showman. He liked to, you know, entertain rich, you know, and famous people in his laboratory. So um, he was trying to show that his electricity was safe. So he stood in front of his great big flat spiral Tesla coil, and it was sort of hidden with a black you know, blanket over top of it. And when he came close to it, he actually glowed blue. And it's quite common that you'll hear, you'll read and hear stories about how he turned into a human light bulb. But that was actually ultraviolet light. And it's called a cold corona discharge. And a lot of people are probably familiar with, like, maybe curly in photography. Picture your finger or your hand. Well... He did that to his whole body, and he found that when that happened, it created ozone in the ultraviolet light. So when ultraviolet light touches oxygen, it turns into O3, which is ozone, which is it's a, it's an antibiotic and an antiseptic. So right. he, he just flushed all the you know germs you know off of his body, and he decided to patent a machine. Um, called an ozone generator. He was the very first one. And this just um, tests the coil inside, and it creates ultraviolet light. And when the oxygen passes over top of the light, the oxygen becomes magical. And it's quite common today now when you uh, naturopaths that are sort of, you know, going out on the limb. This is not something that's practiced in a traditional uh, public health care system, but it's it's exploding in the private healthcare system, and uh, you take uh, this ultraviolet light that touches oxygen, and you inject it into your uh, a bag of blood that's been drawn out of your body, and they put it back in. So now you've got sort of ultraviolet light via oxygen inside your blood, you're killing a lot of the microorganisms. And when you use that in conjunction with magnetic field therapy, which makes the cell wall more permeable and highly oxygenates it and improves the microcirculation so it, uh, the blood flows through the whole body, um, it's a really, really good one-two punch. And, but it's a private sort of healthcare system that's, that started in Switzerland, but it's becoming 
popular here, and there's about 10 places in the Toronto area that actually use that type of therapy now. Uh, before the break, you mentioned uh, identifying the resonant frequency of a particular cell, whether it's a cancer cell uh, or what other you know, pathogens and viruses and so forth. And to me, that sounds very familiar. It sounds like the work of Royal Raymond Reif, who was doing much the same thing and then supposedly uh, was, you know, uh, ostracized and and, uh, kind of shut down by the Mayo Clinic and so forth or the, you know, the Rockefeller Foundation. You hear all these conspiracies. Who was after Royal Raymond Reif? But it sounds like they were sort of on the same wavelength, no pun intended, Tesla and Royal Raymond Reif. Well, I'm glad you brought up that subject because uh, it's, it's, a, it's a subject that's uh, very dear to me here in Canada because they've actually taken these rife frequencies and they've put it inside of, my, of a device that comes from Germany that was invented in Hungary, and it's called Oncotherm. Oncotherm. And there's uh, about three of these machines in the area. And uh, so if we go back to rife, he made a microscope uh, using quartz crystal lenses and ultraviolet light, and he could see a, a live virus. Um, and then he would take a, a radio wave and uh, put in a specific frequency, and he would watch the live virus uh, wiggling around inside you know, the glass plate in the microscope, and he could devitalize it. Uh, now... In something that works in a test tube and then something that works in, you know, a person that's completely different. And, you know, the stories go that he did cure breast cancer in California. Um, and uh, you know, the, the political situation, he wasn't a very good businessman at that time. He, I think he made a big mistake by fighting the, the, you know, the medical associations other than, you know, teaming up with them. But... Um, I think it was a little bit too uh, too ahead of its time at that time. It really wasn't refined. And what's happened is that the, you know the Germans have taken these frequencies and they've put them in machines. And these machines are now Health Canada licensed here in Canada. So I like another thing I really commend the Canadian you know government here is that Health Canada you know allowed uh, this Oncotherm, which is targeted to breast cancer, but they added a little thing that was interesting to it, and that's heat, onco, for, uh, for oncology, and therm for thermal. So you lay in a bed, and the water gets warm, and they put a, a radio wave into a Tesla coil, and the radio wave will heat up your skin, and then they modulate that radio wave um, at a specific frequency that, is, uh, that it will uh, target that specific frequency of the cancer. And... Uh, I've seen them work several times, and I filmed it, and um, and Magda tried, Magda Havis tried it too, and you know it seems to work. So, hats off to you know the Canadian government for you know allowing that machine into the country. Did did Rife and Tesla know each other? Well, I'm sure they did. Like uh, you know, like like you know, Tesla invented radio waves, and uh, you know the radio broadcast transmitter. That's his invention. And that's basically, you know, Rife just bought, a, you know, a radio transmitter, a high, high-powered one to 
actually, you know, performs experiments. Um, I'm not sure that's really, you know, safe to be around like a radio transmitter that close, you know, all the time. So um, that machine is, I, I would, you know, I would treat, uh, you know, the, those early Rife machines that use radio waves with a little bit of suspect. And one of the things that Rife ended up, he became a very depressed, you know, alcoholic. Um, yes. Yeah, I could see that he was, you know, upset that he wasn't, you know, given his due diligence. But he, being around this technology and using it too much, there are side effects to it. So you have to use everything, you know, in moderation. Can you imagine, though, Bob, if if Tesla and Rife had gotten together, had worked together? Well, um as I said, you know, the reason why we don't know a lot, a lot about these things is because when they were rolling out an electricity, just 60 hertz electricity a long time ago, you had this war of currents. And Edison and, uh, and Westinghouse, which is Tesla, that was his partner, um, they were fighting over, is it going to be DC or AC electricity? And Edison was being so cruel uh, he was electrocuting elephants and dogs and even people and filming it and playing it in movie theaters, saying that right. electricity, Tesla's electricity. So Tesla, to fight that, he had to come out and say, no, no, here's all my electromagnetic healing machines. It doesn't kill you. It heals you. So it really was a war. And the president of the United States was afraid to turn the electricity on in the White House because of all the... Uh, there's this war, the, the fallout from it. So they to move electricity through so we could have, you know, electric lights, they just said electricity doesn't have any, any magnetic fields have no effect. Doesn't heal you, doesn't harm you. Okay, let's just bring electricity to the world. So because of that, we really didn't get uh, a lot of this healing magnetic field therapy stuff that, you know, the Russians did. But it's all come back, and I, you know, maybe everything has to be, you know, at the right time for, you know, I'm not sure why things happen the way they do, but I'm glad they're happening in my time, anyhow. Hmm. Um, you know, it's it's funny that Tesla has been described as the man who invented the 20th century, and yet, you know, he's not in the textbooks. Why do you suppose that is? We, we, we when we think of, uh, you know. The invention of radio, we think of Marconi, we think of, if you're Canadian, you think of Reginald Fessenden, uh, the X-ray, for example. I mean, he really, you know, he didn't get credit for the X-ray. I think it's credited to some, uh, what's his name, Wilhelm, Wilhelm Conrad Rongent or something like that. He, Rogan Race, yes. Yeah, why don't we, why doesn't Tesla get the due even, uh, you know, today? Well, you know, it was an interesting story. They asked um, Albert Einstein, what, what was it like to be the smartest man in the world? And Albert Einstein he replied, well, I don't know. You have to go ask Tesla. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, you know, at that time, you know, Tesla was, you know, equally as famous as Albert Einstein. Um, but then what happened was is that, uh, you know, modern day we've got Elon Musk. And uh, they asked him, um, who do you admire more, uh, Nikola Tesla or 
or Thomas Edison, and you know he's got the Tesla car company. So you would expect Elon Musk to say, "Oh, I love Tesla," but he said Tesla didn't get his just um, deserves. But he liked Edison. Like Elon Musk actually liked, said he liked Thomas Edison better because he actually brought his inventions to market. And right, right, yeah. So I think where Tesla sort of failed is that. He was so concerned just about inventing things. He never thought about the politics and the business that went along with it. So he, instead of fighting with uh, all of this money, ma- you know, the money man and the ba- backers and his bankers and things like that, I think if he was a little bit more maybe like Elon Musk and just decided to uh, play both sides of the fence, he would he would probably have had much more success, but he decided to take these people on, and it's pretty hard to uh, go up against the uh, you know establishment like it was back then. Right. Yeah. A little too idealistic, maybe. Um, maybe you know, thought he was above getting his hands dirty with uh, filthy lucre. But let's face it: if you want to get uh, these ideas to market, and you want them to become uh, you know, widespread and popular, then then you've got to you've got to play that game. And and Edison knew how to play that game. And the thing is, they the, they worked together initially. Uh, had they not parted ways, just imagine, you know what yeah. what other devices we might have today. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, you know the the word the big word is disruptive technology. And that's sort of what we're going through right now. So these machines that were invented 100 years ago were adopted by the Soviet Union like forever, came over to Germany, you know, with the, with the, when the wall came down, and found a great home over there and highly advanced them, the Swiss and Germans, like the technology that the Germans have is quite amazing. And they advanced it to such a, a degree and then it now comes over here to Canada. It's all totally legal. Oh, yeah, just don't send the bill to the government. Like, yes, you could use this. Doctors can buy these machines. They can use these machines. They can now sell them to their patients and to, you know, to, the, to have absolute miracles what they do. Um, but you can't send the bill to the government. So the government doesn't want to bring these things into the hospitals. They don't want to add more things that will cost money to it. They sort of expect you have a living room, you have a dining room, you have a bathroom to get well. They, the government wants you to start paying for your own health care and to take health into your own hands. So you become your own doctor and, and use these machines. And I, I sort of like that idea. I agree. Getting that I agree. message out there, there's a lot of, it's a disruptive technology. So we're going through exactly the same thing that Tesla went through a long time ago. It's, it's, it's radio stations such as yours that, you know, will go out on the limb and they'll talk about these things and they'll present them to the public. And there's, nothing, there's no conspiracy theory anymore from the government that are holding them back. It's really... You know, I guess, you know, the vested interest of, you know, how our medical system is currently trying to manage itself. 
I wanted to get back to uh, to Tesla, and I, I mentioned uh, the X-ray, which he kind of stumbled onto that, from what I understand. I, I I think he was he was taking photographs of his good friend Mark Twain, and I, I forget exactly, but he, he noticed something that because Twain was. I guess close to uh, some light or something. And anyway, he, this is how he discovered it was while taking a photograph of Twain. But didn't he also have some device that Twain, Twain had some kind of intestinal disorder or something? And, and he, oh, he supposedly cured Twain of it. What was that? Well, okay. So, you know, there's, it's, it, him and Twain were best buddies. You know, they, they hung out all the time. Um, and, uh, you know, Twain would like to bring, you know, his friends to see Nikola Tesla to put on a show, because Tesla was a great showman. So Tesla was very much into vibrations, like vibrating the body, finding the resonating frequency of buildings to cause earthquakes, or just the resonating frequency of how all your organs tie together. So he made a vibrating plate on the floor, and he had um, Mark Twain stand on it. And the people in the audience, you know, he said, well, I'm going to, you know, make um, Mark Twain, you know, have to do something. And he turned the machine on and like instantaneously that um, Mark Twain had to go to the bathroom. So he like <laughs> ran to the bathroom right away. Cause to <laughs> so that leads me into a very good uh, segue here about Alzheimer's disease. And... They've, the University of Toronto had done some studies, and they teamed up with MIT. And I've actually filmed the Alzheimer's Society as part of this film. And they've discovered that 40 hertz, a flashing 40 hertz light, and a, a chair or a bed that will vibrate at 40 hertz actually starts to reverse Alzheimer's disease. And this wow. is all just coming out right now. So something this that Tesla at the University of Toronto, you said at the university, yeah. This and this and a study had just come out, and um, it's quite amazing. So in your brain, you have these plaque, and uh, you got to sort of shake out those cobwebs. <laughs> so just by vibrating the body at this specific frequency, it's actually called gamma. They actually gave it a name. So alpha. Delta, beta, gamma. Remember, I told you about these different frequencies beyond the Earth's magnetic field. Right. Now well, gamma rays, gamma rays, well, Bob. They, well, people familiar? Yeah, remember, remember that comic, uh, Incredible Hulk. He was yeah. overexposed to gamma rays, right? Yeah. Well, well, that would be like the cosmic gamma rays. That's at the total ah, end of the spectrum. Okay. These are the low frequency. You know, they just called it gamma. Yeah. Okay. A- anyways. Um, yeah, they've, they've had really good success with mice, and they've actually done human trials here in Toronto at the University of Toronto, and, and it seems to work. Um, so it hasn't reached the people yet. This is the problem. So um, I'm not sure. In my movie, I'm hoping that'll come out, and uh, University of Toronto is all proud about it. They have a music therapy course where... They sort of, uh, you know, teach that. And you can buy, you know, sort of uh, just a part of a chair, just the top part of a chair that you could put on your chair, and it's got speakers in it, and then it will vibrate at 40 hertz. So they're starting to sell these things now, and, and lights that you stare into, uh, made in Canada, that f- flicker on and off at uh, 40 hertz. So it's 
And and you know Alzheimer's disease is so dreadful. It's just oh, the, the Canadian absolutely devastating. Yeah, the Canadian government. I I did some research with them. I actually had done um, some research with uh, uh, the um, Ontario uh, Community Care Access Centers, and uh, and uh, they said in about ten years that it's Alzheimer's disease, unless they find a cure for it, has the potential to bankrupt the government. So. Oh, yes, absolutely. I, I believe it. Listen, we got to take another time out, Bob. We'll come back and continue to delve into Tesla medicine, healing fields, right here on The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zuma Radio, AM 740. And welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. Come on in, weary traveler, hang your cloak on a peg, grab a stool, and come gather around the fire. There are stories to be told, and you are among friends. Journalist, documentary filmmaker Bob Conley, Robert Conley, standing by to talk about Tesla medicine and he's here for the full two hours uh, owen wolf is our technical producer ryan is our live stream producer we are streaming live on youtube uh, our youtube channel is strange planet and albert vinzel our story producer hey just a reminder for our star chamber members at patreon.com forward slash strange planet star chamber members our monthly on live or online rather our monthly exclusive online live video chat is scheduled for next friday that's march the 29th at 8 p.m eastern and if you want to get in on these exclusive hangouts on air with me you might want to consider becoming a star chamber member just go to patreon.com forward slash strange planet and I want to welcome uh, a new Star Chamber member, David Stolzum. David Stolzum. Uh, welcome aboard. Your support, David, is greatly appreciated. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. And thank you to all our Star Chamber members and our, our whistleblower members and our truth seeker members. Again, it's patreon.com forward slash strange planet. Now, when you think of the great inventor, Nikola Tesla, you probably think of alternating current, uh, rumors of his death ray or his uh, work in anti-gravitics. But Tesla was also very interested in using electricity to heal. And we're going to talk about Tesla's contributions to radiology and high-frequency electrotherapy. Robert W. Connolly is a Canadian journalist and documentary film producer. He's produced several television series about ancient civilizations, 
and their lost technology for PBS and the Learning Channel. He's currently in the final stages of completing a feature documentary film and companion interactive book called Tesla's Medicine Healing Fields. In fact, that documentary will be um, uh, air, uh, being shown during the Total Health Show. We'll give you details in a moment, but I believe that's happening April the 13th. Tesla's Medicine Healing Fields. It's a 10-year project that explores the life and medical inventions of Nikola Tesla and will provide a detailed view of how Tesla used sound, light, and electromagnetic fields to treat disease at the turn of the century. These inventions are now being reintroduced and adopted into the Canadian healthcare system for use in integrative medicine. Robert, as I say, will also be a speaker at the Total Health Show, which uh, is happening from the 12th to the 14th of April at the Metro Toronto Convention Centre. And that is North America's premier natural health show, bringing cutting-edge knowledge to to Canadians from the leading innovators in the natural health field for 42 years. Over 15,000 visitors each year attend this show to sample exciting new products, participate in debates, and meet leading innovators in the field. Bob Conley, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Let's just jump right in. Tell us about, first of all, your documentary, Tesla's Medicine, Healing Fields, again at the Toronto Convention Center, Saturday, April 13th. And uh, your your film is going to play, is it at 6 o'clock? Well, the, uh, the doors open at 6. We'll probably get going about 6.30, and it'll end at um, 9.30, 10. They're pretty okay. It's going a bit over to take questions, things like that. Okay, so how did this, was this a 10-year project? Did I read that correctly? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like James Cameron and you know, sort of this is the Titanic. <laughs> I'm making that movie, and I keep asking, like, just give me a little bit more time. It's going to be good. Uh, yeah, it is. It's, it started uh, uh, 10 years ago. Um and originally, how I sort of got into it is that uh, I, I was not feeling that well, and uh, I was trying to find a way to uh, fix myself. And I noticed that I had uh, uh, I became allergic to, I would say, um, electromagnetic fields. It's it's very strange, but I had uh, worked and not around. uncommon, not that uncommon. Well, <laughs> well, the, I was a, a writer for uh, the high-tech industry. I was one, one of the first people in, probably in Canada, actually to have a, a portable Macintosh computer and a Wi-Fi card that went in the side. I was uh, a journalist writing articles about uh, future technology, and wireless technology was one of them. So You're an early, you were, you're an early adapter. Uh, early adapter, yeah. That, you know, at that time, Apple didn't even make a, uh, a Wi-Fi base station. They only uh, they had a a card that you'd slide in inside of your computer, and you'd have to attach to somebody else's base station. But I had overexposed myself. I had a cell phone, and I had portable phones all over the place, and I was I, I embraced it. And uh, I noticed that my very first symptoms of it were, uh, uh, let's say. Uh, 
started losing my memory. And I have a pretty good memory. And then I had uh, this cell phone in my pocket, and I noticed that when I took my cell phone in my pocket and I put it on a, uh, a table, I felt uh, this vibration in my pocket. They, they call the thing the, the phantom ring, and I, I, I didn't know what it really was, but I, I, I do now. It's something that about uh, 30% of the males experience this, and if you're under 18, there's a lot of kids that are feeling this phantom vibration in the pocket. I think it's the your autonomic nervous system telling you that there's something not healthy going on down there. Right, right. So, so you started to you started noticing. How how long ago did you start noticing these that was strange effects? Nineteen ninety six. Oh, that long ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Almost a quarter century ago. Well, Bob. you know, I uh, I had one of the first people to have one of those, you know, gray Motorola phones. <laughs> yes. Those big block phones, and I I spent like five thousand dollars on it. I was a movie producer, and I just wanted to have people on the set. And it was just easy way to call in uh, cast and crew, like, where's the trucks, where's that? It was, it's good for production, but every time I used it, I put it up to my head, I got a headache. So, I, you know, I took it back to Motorola and asked for my money back, and they said, no, no, we can't do that. So I ended up selling it for, like, $2,000. So, so I, I knew a long time ago, that was 84, so I knew that, it, that being around this stuff wasn't healthy, but... When you start working in the industry, it's almost impossible to escape it. So, I sort of, you know, I, you know, sort of used it uh, in my industry and in talking about it. And I was a big promoter of it, and I still am. I think it's great technology, but you, you really have to, you know, treat it uh, as uh, with respect. That's all I can say in that way. So, I, I um, one day it was a really crazy story, but. I put a, a corn in my microwave oven, and uh, I noticed that my Wi-Fi base station sat on top of the refrigerator. That was a, to to send it to the top floor. I had a you know I had a really nice movie studio on the top of the floor. I had a sort of nice workout deck, so I wanted to get the Wi-Fi to the very top. So I had some repeaters going on. Right. When I put a corn in a microwave oven, I lost my internet connection. And I said, uh, okay, well, that's strange. And then when the microwave oven went off, I got my Internet connection back. And I said, oh, there must be something wrong with my microwave oven. <laughs> so I hmm. went to the telephone book, and I looked for the microwave oven repairman, and I found one, and he came out, and he said, uh, well, microwave oven's on the same frequency as uh, the Wi-Fi and your portable phone and all these things. So it's, it's leaking, and they all leak, and... And by the way, how do you feel? And I says, well, I don't feel that great. And he says, well, why don't you... Um, he showed me where all this stuff was coming from. And he says, why don't you just take it all out and wire it back up on your hard wire and see how you feel. And I said, okay, sure. And so I did. And, um, and then like three days after I did that, I felt so wonderful. I, st- I still was you not know, feeling the... You know, the greatest, but uh, I felt much better. But I was uh, still depressed. And uh, one time a guy said, well, you know, you should try some magnetic field therapy. I got a a little uh, PDF in the email. And it said, come and listen to a doctor. You know, he's an Olympic uh, coach for the U.S. swim team. Come in here. 
him talk about, you know, magnetic field therapy. So I went to a hotel, and this is, I think, uh, about 11 years ago, and uh, they had this mat, this magnetic field therapy mat. And uh, one of the people there said, how'd you, hey, well, how'd you like to have one? Uh, to and I said, sure, and I took it. And three days later, after using it, ah, gee, I just felt so much better. All, all my depression went away, and it was really like a miracle. I, I, I took it as a religious experience because I'd been sick so long. So right then and there, I decided that uh, I was going to master this subject and uh, make a feature documentary film about it. So how did this magnetic mat work? What does it look like? Well, uh, the, the mat that I got, it's, it just looks like a yoga mat, uh, a little bit thicker. Um, comes with a controller unit that, puts, that drives the Tesla coils inside the mat. The mat has, that mat had uh, two, four, six Tesla coils inside, two at the head, two in the middle, and two at the bottom near your feet and a, a controller unit, and uh, just turn it on for eight minutes, and twice a day, that's really all it took. Three days, eight minutes, twice a day, and my depression was gone. It was, it was a real miracle. Fascinating. So then, that was your, that was the launch pad, no pun intended, and you decided to figure out, okay, who is this Tesla guy, and you know, what did he know about electrotherapy? Yes, so uh, I'm pretty good at research, and I've I've traveled the world for 22 years making documentaries, um, most of them promotional videos for tourism. Uh, I've made one for China, the Soviet Union. Most of the countries uh, all hired me to make uh, documentaries, and I put it out on a travel television show called uh, Search for Ancient Wisdom. So you really have to be good at doing research uh, to figure out, you know, to talk about all these other countries, the, the history of it. About 10 years ago, there wasn't too much information on the Internet about this subject. It was sort of like a taboo subject. Um, but um, there, there were, I, I had heard that most of this uh, technology was all coming from um, Germany and the Soviet Union and the the, 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 the former countries of the Soviet Union. So I basically just uh, got a plane ticket and uh, just flew to Germany. And I went to, uh, the first place that I went to, was the, it was in Munich, and it was the Technical University of Munich. And this is the place where a, a, a doctor, he was a professor there, and his name was... Um, Dr. Schumann, and uh, he discovered with his assistant this thing called the Schumann resonance. And that's something that um, is very important to this type of therapy. That's the Earth's natural electromagnetic frequency, isn't it? Right, and Tesla actually had discovered this um, in, uh, over 100 years ago. But uh, he never really got the credit for that, and that's what sort of... Uh, He didn't get credit for much, did he? Right, right. So, but the big deal about, they they admit to it, and the Germans promote this, and there's Dr. Schumann discovered this thing called the Schumann Resonance, and what happens is that lightning strikes the Earth, 
and it sends out a, a big burst of voltage, and it travels up to the ionosphere, and it comes back down, um, and it bounces between the Earth and the ionosphere, and creates these waves of, of, of about 7.8 cycles per second. It's a, it's a technical distance thing. However, um, while I was at Germany, they taught me about this bunker. It was called the Andec Bunker. And this is where they, NASA in the 60s, they uh, paid the Max Planck Institute to find out um, what would it be like for astronauts to live in, you know, in space for an extended period of time without the Earth's magnetic field. So this was a study that NASA paid for. And right, they, because the Earth's magnetic field protects us from a lot of the cosmic rays and the radiation in outer space. Yeah, so yeah, the thing is is that when we leave the Earth, when, when, when the humans move over top of, a, of the Earth's magnetic field, there's the lines that come out of the Earth's magnetic field. And when you move through these lines, your body takes on a charge. And when you bend your bones, they're crystalline in nature, and as you're bending your bones, they, it creates a piezoelectric effect, and that, in conjunction with moving over the Earth's surface through the magnetic lines of the Earth, uh, you take on a charge, and this charge recharges your body. And Tesla it walked uh, 10 kilometers every day um, through Central Park to feed the pigeons. And uh, right. this process charged him up and gave him uh, lots of voltage, so... That's Wait a second. Now, let me just stop you there because this is fascinating, Bob. So it almost sounds like the human body is like a capacitor or, I mean, are our cells, do the, do, do all the cells in the human body, do they, are they like a, a, a an electric circuit, electronic circuit? Yeah. That the, the, the unfortunate thing is, is that um, when Tesla used magnetic field therapy on himself. He did it, you know, in his laboratory and moving through the Earth's magnetic field. He was a big promoter of talking about that the human body was a battery. And every cell is a, like a little cell in sort of like a the, all the cells in the Tesla car where they're all lined up in, in a parallel to par the car. There's thousands of cells in a Tesla car. Well, there's, right. there's, there's 70 trillion cells in the human body. And um, each one of these cells takes on a, a small voltage, 70 millivolts in each cell. And when they all fire together, that pushes the heart. And the, the heart beats, and there's a huge you know, explosion in the body of the electricity. So... He was telling everybody that a long time ago, the body is very, very uh, electrical, and that mm. you could charge it up with magnetic fields, the electric field inside the magnetic field. Now, let me just, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I, this may be sort of far afield your area of expertise, but I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm th when you're talking about charging up these 70, did you say 70 trillion 70 cells? Trillion. Yeah, yeah. It, 
could this be somehow related to that very, very rare phenomenon known as spontaneous human combustion? Well, you know, you're asking the wrong guy about that one. But, uh, <laughs> well, what do you think? Yeah, what do you think? Well, yeah, I've uh, I've looked at that a little bit. Like I've seen the you know the pictures where there's just you know the person's feet are there and there's their body isn't there anymore, um, and obviously there's some really you know high energy uh, going on to you know, to disassociate the entire body, this disappear. <laughs> But uh, I'm not sure that's actually done from, you know, using electricity, like the person touched the electrical outlet and he disappeared. I don't think that uh, that's probably happened. We're probably dealing with some more, uh, you know, quantum, you know, thing in that way. All right. I'm sorry to get you off on a a side rail there, but I just it occurred to me and I thought I'd throw it out there. So 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 back to your journey of um, of healing discovery. So you're in Germany. I'm in Germany. Okay. so 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 here we got NASA and, you know, and the Germans have this bunker, the index bunker. It's a it's a bomb shelter. And so what they Max Planck did, they 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 lined the entire bunker with this stuff called moo metal. And it's a mixture of aluminum and nickel. Magnetic fields won't pass through anything that has nickel in it. A magnetic field will go through metal, but it won't go through nickel. Hmm. So what they did is they blocked the Earth's magnetic field from this chamber in the ah. index bunker. Yeah. And they took some students in, and they put them in there for a couple of weeks. And... Uh, they found that their circadian rhythms went out of sync. Interesting. Just hold on, Bob. We're going to take a break. I hear that music starting to percolate. That means we're heading into a, uh, a quick timeout. We'll come back. Documentary filmmaker, journalist Bob Conley. He'll be uh, premiering his documentary film, Tesla's Medicine, Healing Fields, 10 years in the making, Saturday, April 13th at the Total Health Show, the Toronto Convention Centre. Back with more of our conversation right after this. Follow the truth. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And welcome back. Bob Conley, journalist, documentary filmmaker, is with us for the full two hours. And we will open up the phone lines in the second hour to take your questions and comments regarding Tesla medicine. And uh, Bob will be uh, premiering his uh, documentary film, Tesla's Medicine, Healing Fields. This is a 10-year project, the culmination of 10 years, and uh, the uh, the Total Health Show happening April 12th to the 14th at the Toronto Convention Centre. Go to totalhealthshow.com, totalhealthshow.com. Dot com for more information and the uh, the film Bob will be screening the film on the 13th the 13th of April uh, probably around 6:30 and uh, just a heads up coming up next week on the program Dr. Magda Havis uh, will be here and uh, she will be talking about 5G technology an impending health tsunami. So uh, you might want to 
mark that one down and be listening in next week on The Conspiracy Show. Dr. Magda Havis, 5G technology. I had her on Coast to Coast a couple of months back talking about this. Fascinating and uh, rather frightening when you think about the possible uh, implications. Uh, so, Bob, we were talking about this uh, bunker in Germany, and uh, it's it's nickel-plated to prevent, uh, to shield out the Earth's natural uh, electromagnetic field, the Schumann residence, residence rather. Now, what did you say they placed inside the bunker? What were they? Well, they they had some students. Oh, students. Okay. Yeah, they, and yeah, you they said signed up some students. They says. Uh, um, come on and participate, uh, you know, at first, a deprivation bunker. Like, it wasn't small. It was, it was fairly large. And they had, but they just couldn't have any uh, magnetic fields or the, the sun. So it's just, um, you know, they just didn't want to have any frequencies of sound, light, anything in this bunker to see what would be the effect that to match it to be in outer space if you were an astronaut in a space capsule. They wanted to mimic right. that. And you said it disrupted their circadian rhythms, meaning instead of being on a 24-hour clock and, and you know going to, to bed at, say, 10 or 11 p.m. and waking up eight hours later, which is kind of their, our rhythm, it threw that off completely. How long did it take to do that? Uh, it, it took about four days. Um... The, the, you can, you know, you can, the, the flight attendants and pilots and anybody that does a lot of traveling will notice that uh, waking up at, uh, you know, night and going to bed in the daytime, that the light has a big effect on, you know, your melatonin through your eyes. Sure. Adjusting. And people who are blind, people who are completely blind also have this issue. Yeah, yeah, that's right. However, um, the Earth has a, this, this resonance, this, um, it's actually close to 7.8, it's actually 10, like they put a frequency generator inside the bunker, and they, you know, started at 1 hertz, 2 hertz, 3 hertz, and when they brought it up to 10 hertz, the students, their, their circadian rhythms came back into sync, and their body... Even without, even in the absence of sunlight? Right, yeah. Yeah, that's what happened. And uh, it's quite interesting... That while I was in Germany for this, um, there were some manufacturers over there. That that's one of that that particular study that they did. That sort of started this whole magnetic field therapy to happen in Germany. That's where this sort of broke out as a, as a commercialized product because of the studies NASA had done on that chamber. That they found if we just make a magnetic field artificially and put some Tesla coils inside a mat and charge the mat up uh, with a fairly, you know, good pulse. Um, you're basically mimicking the Earth's magnetic field, and, you know, the body, you know, locks onto the mat and sort of resets uh, any sort of health issues you have. So that was, that was a significant uh, discovery. Okay, so a couple of questions. Uh, what is what is it about seven point eight? Seven point eight is it megahertz? No, uh, it's just hertz. Seven seven well, seven point eight hertz. Seven point eight hertz. What is it about that 
that is sort of so optimum for the human body? Okay, so, you see, a hundred years ago, before they had electricity, we really only had the Earth's magnetic field. That Our body, this, we, we get huge amounts of energy just by moving through the Earth's surface. And that, you know, people that go on runs, you know, and they jog in, in these uh, marathons, they have this high, you know, and you break through the wall, and all of a sudden you're just bursting with energy. That's because you supercharge yourself up by moving through the Earth's magnetic field. And any, anybody that has, you know, that's depressed or not feeling well, they always say, oh, you have to get up, you have to move. You know, you have to go get some exercise. And really, it's, it's all about moving through the Earth's magnetic field. So, okay, I always I just assumed it was more about oxygenating your blood your blood. Well, that's a big part of it. So, right. Let, yeah, so I'll try to explain how the magnetic field, you know, takes care of that part, but um when when the magnetic field moves through the cell, um the outer part of the cell is is negative and the inner part of the cell is positive. It's like a battery. Every cell mm-hmm. is like that. So the other part. So if the cells aren't charged, like they don't repel each other. So the outer wall is negative, and the cell beside it, the blood cell beside it, it's negative too. Um, but if there's no charge, they don't repel each other. But as soon as the batteries are charged, they repel each other. So all of a sudden, your blood is free flowing. It's not sticking together. It starts. To ah, you I see. You put, you breathe in oxygen, the, your lungs start taking it, and then it puts it through their body and actually gets it into the cell. But that whole process requires a lot of electricity to actually to make that happen. So, right, right. Um, when makes we, sense. The problem that we have now as a society that we were, we're, there's so many frequencies that are all over the place. A um, hundred years ago, it wasn't like that, and our DNA didn't, you know, grow up with this. So we've had to slowly adapt through, you know, electricity and then radio and then all the other wireless stuff that's coming our way. And uh, you, the, the body, you know, can handle this, but you've got to take a break every once in a while. So that's what so this figured out. This electronic smog that we're living in, Wi-Fi and soon-to-be 5G and... Uh, the electricity that's uh, radio uh, and microwaves and so forth is that is that shielding the the natural resonance that that uh, you know that seven point eight hertz is it interfering with it is that what's the, what the problem is well the, uh, there's several theories on this but um, over in Germany when they discovered this in the late sixties. They, they took that frequency and um, they made a little tiny little thing that you would wear around your neck. And it was just had this little pulse, you know, 7.8 hertz electric pulse into the heart. And they gave them to the um, airline flight attendants in Lufthansa. And uh, they found that none of them got, you know, jet lag. They could, they could reset their circadian rhythm to be morning, night, you know, they did it artificially. And Mm -hmm. um, that's where these sort of, the the mats grew out into sort of professionally. So um, 
what the Germans have done, um, you know, they, you know, the, the very high technology over there with all the wireless stuff everywhere else, but they started using these magnetic mats and magnetic field therapy as sort of to offset the, the reactions from all this electrosmog. So by being out in the environment, um, your body absorbs all this stuff like a chicken in a microwave oven. And then they would just use magnetic field therapy, you know, to flush it out at the end of the day and sort of reset cells, much like a coal miner. If he's working on a coal mine, he'd, he would get dirty. And then he'd come home and have a shower and wash it all out of his body. So Tesla was doing that with his machines, and he was doing it naturally by walking, you know, 10 kilometers every day through, you know, Central Park to get the magnetic fields of the Earth naturally. Fascinating. And, uh, I mean, sleep deprivation and sleep interruption is such a huge issue. Uh, and, and, you know, they, they say if you don't get enough sleep, it eventually, I mean, it'll kill you. Uh, do you blame, then, this electronic smog for, for, sleep, for the sleep deprivation, which seems to be just uh, almost a pandemic? at least in Western civilization. Uh, so so there's, a, there's a couple of things that you, just everybody should really pay attention to um, to live a much longer, healthier life, and that is their bedroom. Because you spend uh, a third of your life there, and you really want to try to mimic sleeping in a log cabin uh, in a forest, uh, so you really only have the Earth's magnetic field. That's most of the people that are consultants for the industry that people can't sleep or, you know, they, they, they live in a house that might have, you know, too much wiring health issues because the house was wired incorrectly. People Dirty electricity. Dirty electricity, uh, Bob, sorry, i got to interrupt again. We'll take a quick time out. We'll come back and pick it up on the other side. Bob Conley, journalist, documentary filmmaker, and we're talking Tesla medicine here on The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. From Yeti to Nessie, pyramids to pandemics, all is revealed on The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. Hey, welcome back. Robert Conley is with us, and he'll be a speaker at the Total Health Show, which is happening from the 12th to the 14th of April at the Metro Toronto Convention Center, TotalHealthShow.com, TheTotalHealthShow.com, and his film, Tesla's Medicine, Medicine, Tesla's Medicine Healing Fields, which is the culmination of uh, 10 years of work. Uh, will be screened on the 13th, which is the Saturday, Saturday, April the 13th, around 6.30. Uh, and there's this whole Tesla mania uh, aspect of the Total Health Show, uh, including a workshop and so forth. But you can get more details at TotalHealthShow.com. So, Bob, we were talking about uh, sleep disruption and how electronic smog plays a big part in this. Uh, and you were saying that we should set up our bedrooms so that they're like a log cabin in the forest. So how do we do that? Mm. Oh, yeah, so 
there's an, an expensive way and then there's a, you know, sort of an easy way that's sort of like a stopgap here. But um, the first thing is important is that you don't sleep with a cell phone underneath your pillow. Like what the kids are doing, that's just like so extremely bad. Uh, you know, they're waiting for, you know, some text or chat from some guy to wake them up in the middle of the night. That cell phone goes off with and checks in with the towers every five minutes for about 20 seconds. So that's way too much uh, radiation. That's sort of close to the head. So that's like a worst-case scenario. So what if ideally, you have the data? What if you? Sorry, Bob, but what if you have the data turned off? You know, if it's if it's just set on a, on airplane mode, you know, it's totally safe. If you're just going to use it to listen to music or you know, ringer, if you, you can't wake up, so you know, just put it beside you. That's fine. But it, it, the airplane mode is there for a reason because airplanes don't want you to you know have any radiation going on while it's taking off or landing. So that's should be like your bedroom all the time. So that's one thing. And then the, the, uh, another problem is that people have portable phones in their bedroom. And uh, that's not healthy either because those, the base stations of those phones are constantly sending out a, um, a magnetic field. Um, so if, you're, if you've got a portable phone in your home, the base station of it should not be in your bedroom. It should be as far away as you can have it put it in the you know basement where the electrical panel is and your satellites you know throughout your home but it shouldn't have the base station there and, and of course uh, like if you have a uh, a bedroom where you use it for as your office and there's wi-fi in there too you you really should turn off all your wireless devices at night and i've noticed that i slept a lot better so and everybody that i talk to seems to agree with me so that's Really, so if you could just treat, you know, your sleeping time, and that's really the only time your body really does heal itself. That's why you do go to sleep, so your body can heal itself. If you take away the stress from all the, uh, you know, the electro smog, um, your body will heal a lot better. And I've noticed that uh, people say they sleep a lot better, too. Right. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about, oh, uh, is there anything else on on that's kind of the the uh, the quick fix? Um, what about I mean for people that are really sensitive? Because if you live in the city, you're probably what no more than a hundred meters from a cell tower. So even if you have everything turned off in your room, outdoors, you know the smart meters and the cell towers and and everything else, and particularly for those people that are ultra sensitive. Uh, to this electronic smog, what do you do? You 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 build a Faraday cage. How do you how do you well, sh- it, well just like um, you know the Andex bunker where they took out all the frequencies and they started adding some good frequencies of the Earth's magnetic field, and that's really all it had. That's sort of what you got to do to your bedroom. They they make these things called um, their bed canopies, and they're basically it's silver. And they wrap silver in some cotton, so it sort of looks like a, a mosquito net. And they're expensive. They're about, you know, $1,500 for a, a double bed. And you hang it over your bed, and you put a ground sheet in it. And when you get in your bed, it's like you're camping. Um, so it's, and then they work quite well. So most of the people that are electrosensitive, and they live downtown, 
in uh, where there's a, a lot of you know city radiation. That that's how they get through you know their life. Right, right. Is there a paint, a special paint you can get for your walls that will shield? It, it, yeah, that's called Y Shield, and it's made in over in Germany, Switzerland, and they've been using this forever over there, but. You you got to watch what you do when you you know when you're trying to paint because um, this these little microwaves are pretty good at getting in, running down wires and jumping out. So if you if you try to do your whole home and it gets in and it's it's trying to get out um, and it can't find a way out, it'll just jump into your body and you know so it, you can uh. make it worse. Right. Okay, I got to take another quick time out, Bob. This was a short segment. We'll come back, finish up hour one, and then we'll open up the phone lines. Top of the hour for Bob Conley. Tesla Medicine, Healing Fields, right here on The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.